Nose of wax. Every Tuesday. Nose of wax. Here we go. Yeah. This week I have with me Dragos Christian, who is one of the most hard-working comedians in Berlin. He's also travelled to a lot of cities. Um, he's always trying out new ideas. He's a real entrepreneur. So, uh, yeah, let's take a listen. We're good to put in between, but I can just hold it. No, we can, we can put, I can get a book or something. Yeah. What have, you, what have you been up to lately? Uh, I mean, basically, just now I did a podcast with this lady. Okay, this so Russian you're lady. hungry. You're my, 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 no, I changed it to dear uh, to Labrador Energy Podcast. That's it, that's it. Yeah, so I used to be Dear Mr. Dragon, but now it's Labrador Energy Podcast. And, uh, like, so have you... Is it, you just, can you still find the previous podcast? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. I haven't. Basically, what I do is I use this, uh, this website slash app called Anchor. Okay. Yeah, so they, they just kind of stick it there. So I just left all the... I had like eight episodes under Dear Mr. Yeah. Dragon. Uh, and then those were recorded with my phone. Do you, Are you okay holding that? Yeah, we can just take it away. Sure. I'll just hold it in my hand. It's fine. Okay, cool. Right. So yeah, so basically I used to record them on my phone originally. But then I was like, I should probably do like a, get like a recorder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this quality is pretty good. Like I guess the only... the uh, Some rooms... The, the room is the big the differentiator, right? Because I have some rooms with no echo and then it records really well. But rooms with echo, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. So sometimes it sounds a bit too echoey. Yeah, the echo is annoying. Sometimes it's nice to have sound effects in the background. I haven't, I I haven't gotten that deep styles. into editing. Deep into anything? No, deep into editing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like you can add some... Like on this app, you can add like different kind of sound effects. Mm. So you can add background music as you're kind of also talking. Mm. So I haven't played around with it, but I should probably play. Yeah, I tried. I wanted to make like a really nice jingle, right? But it was just horrible. I mean, and for I me, spent a lot of time on it. <laughs> for me now, basically, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spend as little time as possible, just get the interviews out there and see, you know, if it's, there's some form of traction. Yeah. And you know, kind of also practice my interviewing skills, I guess. Uh, and you know, just recording, 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 putting out, you know, getting building up, building up, because I guess it's all about you know volume. Uh, I guess it depends what you want. Like if you're using it as practice, yeah, you're not I mean, so worried about the volume. But yeah, I mean to be honest, dude, it's it's uh, it's been okay so far. Not too bad. I've been getting some interesting people, so yeah, it's been pretty chill. Uh, how many episodes do you have so far? Well, I've used different platforms, so I've kind of lost track. But I've been doing it. I do it every week, right. every Tuesday. Right. And it must have been. It's got to be about a year now. Okay. Oh shit. That's yeah. Not, so. That's not. Um, any any uh, any people I might know on the podcast? Oh yeah, they got Anna Barros. Okay. Justin and Small. Her. Yeah, I know him as well. Uh, Neil Num. Oh, heard about him. Yeah. Heard good things. <laughs> Caroline Clifford. Yeah, heard yeah. about her. So I'm getting there. At first, it was like I was just sort of talking on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to get people, and it was really hard at first. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, well, no one knows who you are. <laughs> Do right, you know what I mean? It's right, like, right, right, right. and now I'm at the stage because I really want to practice, like actually making it better and promoting it more right because i feel like i've got something really good now right like before i was like i don't it's not that great so just like, finding your feet just finding my feet yeah, but yeah. now i would really like to have like say a month booked ahead right okay so oh, that that's, that's i'm not like every week like oh god yeah, messaging yeah, 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 people. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you know i want to actually give it the, the, the time it actually deserves the maybe, really schedule pretty you know like probably each time do a little promo like maybe mm. a really funny bit to capture people in i mean what i've been trying know? to do with so. my stuff as well is like what's because the biggest problem with like the podcast is how do you get people to listen to it right yeah like, why should people listen to it 
Uh, and what I've started doing is basically I just started posting it in like expat groups. You know what they post okay. the comedy groups? Hey guys, you want to listen well, that's to Icelandic cartoonist? You know, and that kind of stuff. So I've gotten a couple of listens from He's there. He's about this week. You know? yeah, 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 that's exactly, true. Exactly. Yeah, that, that so would I, be cool. I put them there and it's going to also be like a promotional thing for them. Uh, I got banned from a couple of groups, but uh, hey, you know. I think terrible happened afterwards. It is, well, yeah, that's, it is what it is. But it yeah. wasn't like a ban out of the group. It's just like a five days can't post ban. Okay. So I'm like, all right, well, I already posted the shit that I wanted. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. See you in five that's days, bro. <laughs> you, what, you just do it again afterwards? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know what you can do. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so not going to do anything like ban you, ban your Facebook content or anything like that. Give you bad reviews? Tell everyone? I don't no, know. No, people don't. That's a lot of work, right? People just generally don't want to put in that much work. Even if they hate you. Only if they really, really hate you. Yeah. And that's also, you know, it's, it's kind of a compliment that somebody has that much. You know, it's still a feeling. Mm. We should talk about your Eastern European show which is on thursday yeah let's talk about that yeah yeah so basically i wanted to i was talking to uh, this is this came so me and chris were talking about so me and chris are trying to do more shows together uh chris Dorian. chris yeah okay yeah. yeah so we're talking about different formats and i was explaining to him that yeah uh, why did i start writing more comedy for eastern europeans because i was like you know that's a particular area that you know people will identify with that those stories better yeah and or want I, to learn about it yeah and they, exactly yeah. or want to learn about it yeah and <laughs> i've had a lot of positive response and i was like why don't we just do uh eastern european evening and see how it goes yeah myself a couple of eastern european comics and do it so we've done so it. hang on does chris host so chris is kind of producing it okay so he's not in the show he's in the show as well he's hosting it yeah okay right he's, okay. he's using his east east, east german angle ah east, okay east, i see german, okay yeah. makes sense uh, and then that's also good for like because we're in germany as well right so it's good yeah. to kind of also yeah, integrate the East Germans yeah. into that Eastern European thing. Yeah. And we're kind of like drawing the, where does Eastern East Europe start? Right behind the wall. And the wall is right <laughs> behind the wall. That's true. The yeah. location is also good exactly, for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we started doing it. Uh, we did one, two. This is the fourth one we're doing. Uh, so the fourth one we're doing. And <coughs> yeah, it's going well so far. It's going pretty well. We've got a lot of people. I mean, usually we've got like about 50, 60 people. It's pretty good. It's a paid show. What's the capacity for that oh, place? 100. 100, okay. Yeah. So we're getting 50, 60 regularly. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good and the majority of them are Eastern Europeans yeah like 90% of them are like you know Bulgarians Slovakians Romanians whatever all these people that are like here they're coming to you know see something else and then, so the assumption was good that people want to you know come for this stuff um, and we've done three so far we've done uh, and it's always me Oliver Sotra um, Pablo on the lineup has been but we've we've been switching it up so for example I didn't do the second one and then we got Kat to do it. Yeah. We got Anya to do it. Yeah. I think Lena is on it this week. And then we're trying to get more people in from different Eastern European uh, backgrounds. Uh, so we're trying to like sort out the. Uh, we're, we're trying to make it as fair as possible, think as big as possible. I want to go. I want to learn more about. Yeah, come down. Yeah. Come down. Come down. I'm sure there'll be another no issue. Kind of just. I don't know. I have plans down. on Thursday. Yeah. Just yeah. Check so. It out. so basically, all of us doing our Eastern European material. Yeah. And then. Um, uh, yeah, most likely gonna have Dio next time. Well, because Dio's Bulgarian. Bulgarian, right? yeah. Yeah, who else is there? Maybe Dima, who's Ukrainian. Yeah. Some of the other Eastern European people that are like running around the scene. There's not that many actually. Who else is Eastern European? Uh, Alex Yusuf is Russian. Yeah, Alex Yusuf could work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should tap him for that. Uh, who else? I haven't seen him around lately. I don't know what he's up. He's mainly doing German stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. So. Is that, because the thing is, like, there's more career progression in German scene, right? Yeah, but I've heard it's... I mean, I can't understand it. I tried to learn German mm -hmm. through going to German right, shows right. and it was just a waste of time. Right. And I, so 
I can only say what I've heard. I've heard it's yeah, it's easy to to career wise, mm-hmm. but it's a lot less fun. <laughs> this yeah. is what I keep hearing. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's so, true. Like you know, Freddie got jobs in writing there. Yeah. Keenan's writing for Shapira's show. Yeah. Uh, Shakak Shapira's and the other guys are you know they're doing they they can actually make some money out of it, right? Yeah. Which is good. I imagine it's good to you make money out of something that you you love doing, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's not there for the English comedy scene yet, but you know we're trying to raise awareness, build more shows, and the Eastern European one is a good step in yeah. the right direction, at least for this particular, and then, you know, Daniel, uh, Tyrone, and Justin are doing shows for, like, more of the, and Kate as well, like, the, the kind yeah, of black type of, great. Uh, <coughs> of John, John Hutch as well on those. Like, I, I love going to those shows, because yeah. it's like, oh, I can actually, like, because when you hear about cultures, yeah, 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 it's like, what is propaganda, what is, like, just hearsay, and it's so nice to just be like, okay, you're, you're kind of in it. They're very authentic, yeah. And I can actually learn about how you think. Oh, and even like you know? Tyrone was doing crazy broke Asians, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's uh, since uh, Grace left. Yeah. Done it as much. Like, I don't know what Moni's doing. I don't see her that often. Yeah, I think she's I think she's sorting out some live stuff now. Ah, okay. And then like, there's Erica, but I think Erica's mainly doing German stuff, um, German stuff too. Yeah, she yeah. goes to Austria a lot. Yeah, again, it's it's the idea is you have to kind of figure out where your audience is, right? Well, she's also Austrian. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I guess she's, I, I assume she's visiting family as well. I mean, yeah, so I was thinking maybe there's more opportunity for her in the Austrian scene. In the Austrian scene, I don't know. Maybe. Like, you I, gotta, I just know she goes there a lot. That's the thing. you got to figure out who your core audience is, who's going to get your stuff the best, and, you know, hammer on that, and then, you know, just try to break out of that into yeah. bigger, bigger audiences. So that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm focusing on the Eastern European stuff. Maybe Erica's focusing more on the Austrian stuff. Maybe, um, you know, Tyrone's doing more of the, the black-oriented shows, yeah. like whatever, like, you know. And then who else has kind of figured out kind of that angle? Oh, the German stuff. The German people doing the German stuff, right? And I then, said I can't comment on the scene because they're, yeah, yeah the but language barrier. <laughs> hopefully, you know, it'll break up. Um, I mean, I, I keep hoping that there'll be... There's, the problem is there's no cohesive kind of like... Uh, platform for all of Europe for, for a European English comedy scene there's no like you know comedy central Europe there's comedy central Germany comedy central Romania comedy central Bulgaria comedy central everything right but not Europe but do you think it's too broad do you think that's no I think you can you can use yeah. English as the overreaching language and then just yeah. showcase every bunch of different places yeah I think it'd have to be more like a showcase it wouldn't be so uh, like yeah, you have, intense, to run, you have to run some yeah, experiments first. I don't know what, yeah. That's not the right word, but you know. Yeah, what you mean. can't you can't invest in the whole scene for the whole euro, but yeah, I think there is an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, come down to the Eastern European Comedy Night on Thursday, the yeah. Laughing Spree. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put a link on there. Like, did you grow up in cities? Uh no. So actually, I'd never traveled until I was like eighteen. Okay. Like I grew up in uh, Romania, like for six, for six years on the country, in the countryside of Romania with my grandparents. Yeah. And then I moved to like the small city next to where my mom was living. Well, where my mom was living is called Buzo, and then grew up with my mom because my parents are divorced. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't much traveling until eighteen, and then when I was eighteen, I went to uni in uh, the UK. Okay. Yeah. So I studied at uh, Manchester University. Uh, so I was there four years. What did you study? I studied law. Okay. That was fun. Not really. <laughs> Yeah, I did law because, like, basically, my parents were like, "Oh, you have to do something. You know, if you have this opportunity, you have to do something that's useful." Yeah. Useful. Yeah, do something that's yeah. you know, you know, people always sue each other. You know, yeah, that and priest, priest people always die, so you always need priests. So I did law. That was that was yeah, not the best logic behind it. And then I didn't really like it, but I still finished because I was like, "Oh, I can't quit now. I'm already two months in." 
of oh you realized two months in yeah, you hated yeah, it yeah 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 but then i was like you can't really because like yeah, it's, it's still a pretty like uh unique opportunity to study abroad if you're from like romania and then i yeah. think at that time when i went to the uk romania had just joined the european union so okay. it was even a more kind of like unique opportunity right okay. so i was like i can't squander this unique opportunity that i have uh so fortunate yeah i should yeah th- so this this is just my sacrifice <laughs> that was not very That's interesting uh, how did you find it living in manchester that was pretty interesting at the beginning because the manchester like i guess britain's pretty diverse nowadays uh, manchester manchester well, manchester is very diverse because okay. of the, the the university as well okay so i found it was like pretty cool pretty eye-opening that there were so many people from different places yeah that was pretty cool also a lot of uh, a lot of indian people i remember thinking and i was like oh, that's a lot of indian people here that's interesting not in a in a discriminatory way just like an observation way yeah and then i realized i was living in the curry mile yeah, so that's kind of where I came up with that joke. I have this joke about like, uh, you know, I moved to the UK and people can't pronounce Dragos, so I had to come up with a more British name. So my name is now Rajesh. Because <laughs> of the curry mile. Yeah, because okay, everybody right. was like, oh, well, everybody's, and they were like, yeah, I'm out. Because I can't walk up and they ask me, like, hey, man, what's up? Where, where are you from? And I was like, what, what do you mean? I mean, I'm, I'm British. Oh, okay. Cool. What's your name? Rajesh. Uh, <laughs> that sounds British. Yeah, it is British, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then what you you just travel to different cities to do comedy now? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. So like I moved here in uh, in September to kind of focus full time on comedy. Yeah. So I was living in Estonia before, so I kind of spent like free because I was basically I wanted to, so I wanted to, I know like if you want to get better at comedy, you just need more stage time, right? To practice material and get yeah. better. So then I was kind of like thinking, oh, should I go to London? And then I had like a little spreadsheet where I was kind of mapping out all the all the comedy scenes in Europe because I wanted to see where could I go do comedy. Yeah. And if I if I were to go around, I had some savings. And I work, if I were to go around like three months, do like a bit of a Euro trip comedy, where could I go? So as I was building that spreadsheet, I came across Berlin, and I saw there were about like 30, 35 open mics here a week. Uh, at that time, when I was well, not open mics, but like shows. I was gonna shows. say, yeah, <laughs> like shows, because yeah. like there are yeah, there yeah, are like that, that makes more sense. Because yeah. you know, like if you count in improv and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, now true, there's yeah. even more actually. I think well, not in the summer, but like I think definitely just definitely like it's gonna go in that direction. Because I was counting the list. What do you on, mean? You think it's going to go down? No, I think now that the summer's gone down a bit because some shows are on break. Oh yeah, yeah. But like once September kicks back, it's going to be shifting loads more. Because like last last time I checked uh, Caroline's uh, weekly email from Comedy mm. English there were about like thirty eight. So it's still quite a lot, and I think this was at the time of the Berlin Fringe. So that okay, was, yeah, that, so that, that was kind of before the summer break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, then I'm thinking like you know it pops up again Septemberish. I think it's going to go up to like forty five fifty. Because everybody started their own show now, right? Uh, a lot of people are. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think that's gonna just add more more shows to the roster. Like Dio's doing the eavesdrop one with Perry. Who else oh, that's not coming back. Not coming back. Oh, I thought you. That's what you said. No, that's coming back. Oh, it is coming back. Yeah, okay, that's coming right. back. Dane is doing another one on Saturdays now. Uh, most likely, I'll do the roast every or two weeks. Every two weeks at the, the, the uh, Anna's venue, the Donor Comedy Place. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I might even start a couple of other ones uh, around. We'll see. I'm playing around with a couple of my sexy voices. When I do one on Thursdays called Sexy Voices, every two weeks. Every oh, that's every two weeks now. Yeah, uh, every two weeks slash three weeks, I guess. So it's not, but okay. it's it's been getting a good crowd. So I think people people just like shows with like uh, with anything that has the word sex in it. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, uh, Tyrone's show like uh, what a crazy sexy crazy sexy. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, so fun. I think it's going to be more format and then you know Ori's doing the uh, well that was weird and all. he's also doing almost special with Brendan yeah. and who knows what else he's going to be doing and then the other shows he does with Francisco with uh, monthly 
the the um I say something wrong. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying the wrong like thing. That. Saying, saying the, the wrong thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And what? then they have another one together, which is called um, something, something, you know, something, rambling thought or something. I don't know. I forgot what it's called. I'm not sure. But they do some shows. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot more. So I yeah. figured, so I just come, I'm rambling here. So the idea was that I was looking at all these cities and I was like, oh, I could probably get enough stage time in Berlin. So I just moved here, you know, found an apartment, like a room. As the, the rent was like, you know, fucking three times cheaper than it would have been in London. Mm. And, you know, after, there's no london type of bullshit where you have to have a bringer you have to bring two people to the show to get on or you have to pay five pounds to get on or you have to know some guy and they have to know you it's much more i guess what much, do you mean by bringing people on do you mean so like guest a, so yeah so comedians? some shows in london and new york they have a bringer show so that they, you know that if you want to perform yeah you have to bring two friends to the show okay and then these shows usually I'm have just a, gonna shut the door okay yeah, yeah. and then these shows usually have like a two drink minimum so, for example, you're bringing two people. And they have to buy two drinks. Two drinks, exactly. And in order for you to perform. Do, can you bring four friends and they bring one drink? I, I guess so. <laughs> I, guess, I, I, no, I think they have a two drink minimum for like everybody. Okay. At least that's how it works in like New York. Because I, I was talking to Gordon about it as well. So that's how it works in New York. That's and like London. So it's a lot more jumping for hoops just to get stage time, right? Mm. Whereas here, just sign up on a page. Hey, man. And, and you get two drinks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Whereas oh, in like New York yeah. and London, you don't get anything. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, so I came here, I started working on material, built up more material, did my one hour in November, and then I was like, all right, what next? And then I was like, I have this one hour, time to do shows around. Time to actually do, if I want to get better, I need to get more stage time. And the only way to get more stage time now is to do more shows. Yeah. So then I started like, you know, I reached out to like the comedy scenes around Europe. I was like, hey man, can I come and do my one hour? And they were like, ah, no. <laughs> you can come do 10 minutes, bro. And right, we'll yeah. give you like, oh, like 10, 20 minutes, we'll give you like 30 euros. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, that, that doesn't sound like a good deal. Would but you rather have an hour and get paid nothing for the experience or like 20 minutes and you get paid for a... I mean, depends, because like the thing is, if you go there and you... Depending on financially how it works. Like, if, for example, if I, I, I would I rather have like one hour and basically not make any money, but mm. not lose any money, mm. break even uh, as opposed to, you know, get paid more. I think I'd rather do the the one hour because you get you get to practice the whole one hour, yeah. and you get better. Uh, so then I started doing the, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna organize my own show." So I just set up a couple of I reached out to a couple of venues and I was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna come there do a show. You know, I'll do the ads and I'll do the all the stuff. You just give me the venue for free." Then they're like, "Okay, you know, why don't you come on a Tuesday? Nobody comes into our bar on a Tuesday." <laughs> okay. So then the idea was for them they would mm. get people drink, buying drinks on a day that are normally dead. And then I would go get the bar for free. So that was kind of the arrangement I had a lot of the places. I sent a couple of emails, all the places. And then I set up, built up like the small kind of a, <coughs> a kind of like map of places. So I started doing uh, shows like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that I did like about 46 cities uh, from January to May. You did 46 different cities? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a lot. Uh, gotta be carried away. Uh, so then I was a bit tired and I was like, I'm gonna come back for somewer and stay in Berlin and kind of work on material. And, then, and now I'm kind of setting up different shows around Europe again for September and November, October. What sort of shows? Just my one hour. Your one hour yeah. show, okay. Because I mean, the big the shows that they're not massive shows, they're like uh, 50, 60 people on average, right? Which is like still a good amount of people. Mm. And they're paid. It's hard to get that here. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, like, so there's, over, there's already so many shows here, right? But like if yeah. you go to like, I don't know, maybe like uh, Nuremberg. Nobody does anything in English mm. in Nuremberg, right? So it's like a special event for them. 
So they're happy to pay 10, 12 euros to kind of see, you know, even if they don't know the guy. That's interesting. Because for them, like you think about it, they're not, even if it's a bad night out, they just lost 12 euros. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting because I want to do comedy like when I go back home, but right. I was just thinking of like getting small spots. What, in London? Or no, 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 Cambridge. Cambridge. But there's not many sh- comedy shows, so maybe I'll just try and do an hour. Yeah, like, the, the problem is like with uh, you know, the problem. I, I did a couple of shows. I did three shows to test it out. Like I know I did London and Manchester. Yeah. But the problem is like there it's cost much more. It's much more expensive to do ads because there's so many people competing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's where I grew up, so I'm kind of hoping that people I know will come. Yeah, will come. It'll yeah. be like yeah, because they hear about this stuff online, but like people back home have never seen me do right, comedy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I started it here, so yeah. Yeah, check it out. Why not? I mean, the yeah. idea is like. Uh, you know the big kind of cities they're always spoiled with various forms of entertainment right yeah Whether Cambridge it's... is not that spoiled for... yeah so then they're yeah, gonna be like so... oh yeah. well you don't say well well, if I you know let's check this out they have that novelty element right yeah so that's because yeah, that's this is what how that might of, be fun this is how yeah. a lot of comedians in the US make money nobody makes money in like I mean like oh, actually New York is not a good, good example because you can get paid spots but like the big comedians they always tour around uh, the US right because you have all these small cities people have money and they don't nobody goes there you know and I, and I picked up the strategy from I was reading Kevin Hart's book okay it's called what's it called I can't make this up and he was saying that you know he was hanging around LA nobody was giving anything nobody really fucking gave any attention yeah and they just fucking rented a bus took a couple of comedians and started touring <laughs> going from city to city doing it on the bus no 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 no, no. <laughs> they're just like they're just because basically the thing is the thing with the bus is that you have to get one of those buses to, the biggest the biggest kind of a uh, about the biggest kind of uh, uh, expense is rent, right? You have to you have to rent a hotel, hostel, whatever. Right. Yeah. But if you get a bus where you can sleep on, yeah, you got you got that sorted, so you can just go from one place to another, yeah, and perform. I mean, not that I'm not at that point in Europe yet, but uh, uh, yeah, it worked out for them. And you know, the US is a lot more English speakers, and in the in the places where I do the comedy shows in Europe, a lot of times the people that come to the comedy shows are expats. And like, basically, they live there. They don't speak the language. And they're like, fuck, yeah, something I can understand. Because there's a lot of these, especially like in places like Nuremberg, like university students, yeah. or places like uh, even like The Hague or Rotterdam. There's a lot of people that have moved there for, I don't know, just companies based out of there. Yeah. So, you know, now like the, the workforce is so mobile, right? Uh, people are moving places to get jobs. Uh, so there's people that move there from like, I don't know, Eastern Europe, Central Europe, Southern Europe, whatever. And they always feel like a bit... I don't know, you can, it's hard to integrate in a city where you don't speak the language with the locals, right? Yes. So they always kind of feel a bit left. I mean, you don't speak German, so you can probably identify. Yeah. But it's not the best example of Berlin because there's so many English speakers. No. But if you go to a smaller city, they're like, okay, you're kind of like left out, right? Yeah. So when something comes that to some degree you find familiar, you're like, oh, shit, let me check this out. Yeah. It's definitely an asset to be able to speak English. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And then, you know, you combine that with another skill set, you get a job, but then... You sacrifice. This is what happens for a lot of the people that move countries. They sacrifice the social aspect. <coughs> Sorry, because you can't be as social if you can't speak the language. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's much much more difficult to integrate, make friends, uh, and your circle of opportunities is just smaller. So whenever something happens, you're like very happy that. And again, like even the cities that I've done the shows in English, I probably was one of the first people to do the show there in English. Maybe there hasn't been another show in English since then. Yeah, because it's not as common, right? To do, I mean, not not in places like uh, like, it's common. Like like Western Europe is more common, but other places like let's say, 
let's say one of the places that I went was Macedonia. Okay. Like Skopje. It's not a lot of people doing comedy shows in English in Skopje. Because it's not part of the European Union. Okay. It's not part of... It's not very well regarded in terms of financial gain. Do they speak English? Though? There's a lot of people that speak English. This is, this is the yeah. thing that people underestimate. There are so many people at the moment that speak English around Europe. Because, especially our age. Because it's the, it's the number one opportunity uh, uh, door opener, right? Yeah. If you speak English, you can do more stuff. Uh, and for example... Yeah, people speak that, and again, they don't necessarily speak it on a day-to-day basis because they might not need to, but they understand it because like their computer is in English, yeah, the YouTube is in English, the rap that they listen to is in English, <laughs> you know, Beyonce is in English, <laughs> and whatever other you know, the Avengers the, now is like the biggest worldwide uh, grossing movie, right? Is in English. Yeah. Nobody dubs the Avengers in like you know Macedonia or like Serbia or like it's not like Germany where they dub shit. Uh, every you just see the subtitles and you hear the English. So you right. Kind of okay. Dub's ne- never often. Dub is often not that good anyway. Yeah. It's just weird when you watch a show that you know and then you watch it in a different voice. Yeah. It's just like no. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of so. like um, people speak English. The, the the problem is like even performing comedy in English when it's your second language is much more difficult because you need to be confident in the language enough to be able to express yourself fluently. So they're like, we understand it, but we've never seen anybody do it from our particular uh, community. So in that situation, I'm part of the community because I'm Eastern European. So it's like, oh, this yeah. guy's talking about potatoes. But I in English. Love potatoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can relate. To potatoes. Yeah, they're like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. Did this guy just say potatoes? <laughs> what? Is this Black Panther with potatoes? <laughs> Brown potatoes? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of been the experience. So, so far, so good. I'm trying to do more now in September to see how that goes, but uh, it's a lot of work because basically most of the stuff that I do now day-to-day basis is uh, basically just sending out emails, organizing the shows. Uh, I made some money out of the previous shows, but then obviously you're not making a lot of money here in Berlin, so you just have to balance it out and kind okay, of yeah. um, figure out different stuff. But you don't have to travel when you Yeah, 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 so you have less costs, yeah. So this, so Berlin is like your base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it will stay that way, you think? Oh yeah, definitely, it'll definitely yeah. stay that way. Unless I kind of manage to go to New York or something, because there's not a, there's not a city that you can kind of do comedy at the level that you can do it here. Yeah. Like London is one, but I don't really want to go to London because it's too expensive and yeah. it's London is too British in terms yeah. in terms of the comedy, right? I heard you talking to. I was looking to your podcast with Fedora. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I love British, but I am. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, it's understandable that people outside of Britain don't. I mean, the, the problem is like, uh, not the problem, the idea is like, English comedy, British comedy, Pretty, had, yeah, it's had, it has, it, you can, it has a different nuance to it, right? Yeah, I didn't realize that till I moved. Yeah, 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 it's a different nuance, like if you look at American comedy and British comedy, yeah, it's a different it's nuance. It's very different. Yeah, it tends to be a bit more dry, and yeah. the issue with it is that it does require a higher level of uh, English fluency. Yeah. To be able to pick up on those nuances, right? Yeah. So in that sense, like, um, if I were to go to comedy in England, it, I might have to either adapt my style to that, which again might be a mistake as it might be too tailored to the British market. Whereas I think American comedy, American English is less sophisticated. And, yeah, I and, mean, I don't know if they would like and, us saying that, but I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, okay, maybe less sophisticated is not the right exact word, but like, it's more simple. It doesn't it's have... More direct yeah and you don't need you don't need like uh again like that higher level of english mastery to get it yeah so you can make 
you can you can basically it's more universally translated basically yeah yeah no it, it definitely it is. definitely is like, I, I tried it with my style first here and I got a few people approach me was I, was I talking a lot of shit about the English comedy in the Viduras podcast I can't remember it was just you you were like saying like what well, you're talking about James A. Caston is like yeah is, I don't get why he's called a genius and I was like oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I've, I watch this stuff, it's but funny. It's, it's good to know, because I want to be, I want to be, like, uh, um, I want to be understood by an international audience, so it's good for me to hear that. This is exactly, you know, yeah, the so. idea is, do you want, I mean, how many people know James Ask, out, uh, Acaster, outside of? No, yeah, I even made a joke about that. <laughs> because, because the idea is, like, people won't, if, you know, if I, if I don't understand it, then I'm not going to find it funny, yeah. right? But whereas, like, stuff like... Look at... Okay, let's take Chris Rock, for example. Okay, yeah. Chris Rock's comedy is, like, very simple. Yeah. You know, the one about, like... Uh, you know, like, nothing dries up a pussy like a, a, a lady reaching for her wallet. Right, okay. You know, that's pretty fucking straightforward. It's not very complex. Yeah. Or he... he uh, Chris, Chris Rock is a good example because he repeats the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Like, women can't go back in lifestyle. Women can't go back in lifestyle. <laughs> You know, so they're like, you know, it's, yeah, we got, we're in love here, but if you yeah. lost your job, there's a clock running. But know? the thing is, English com like British comedy, used to be more like that. You had, I don't know if you know these, but like Jim Davidson. No. Uh, but they, they were a lot, and then there was kind of it became very like politically sensitive. Yeah, um, I guess it evolves with the times as well, right? I think it was like you had like people that were more, very much more obvious. In their in, in what they're trying to say and then you had like monty python right and then like people wanted it and then you had this kind of like i don't know this whole white guilt right, right, <laughs> right. and it was like okay monty python but like cautious right it seems to be that's how i sort of see it i mean yeah I mean, if you look at like the british comedians that are like internationally famous i think the most well-known okay let me ask who, who's the most well-known british comic globally oh uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Ricky Gervais, Vicky? Uh, no, I'm not thinking of Ricky Gervais. Um, Jimmy Alan Carr. Carr. Not Alan Carr. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Yeah, that's who I would yeah, maybe so I, think. I, I would also agree. So that's yeah. I, I wanted to volunteer his name, but I wanted to hear your side. So I think Jimmy Carr is the most famous British comedian. What kind of comedy does Jimmy Carr do? One-liners. Yeah. Very simple to v get. Very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't. There's not yeah. a lot of nuance there. No. And it's insult comedy. Uh, or, or different kind of like more darker yeah. kind of, but it's very simple to understand. It's right? very simple to understand. And yeah. I think, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's the biggest, most internationally known uh, British comedian. Yeah. Because you don't need to be a rocket scientist to get what he's saying, right? No. You know, he's, he's saying you're, you're, you know, I went to this whatever, and your mom's a whore. <laughs> you know, it's very simple to get, right? Yeah. No. No, I totally get that. So I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Is like I'm trying to make my comedy as simple as possible and as easy to understand as possible for more people to understand. Yeah. Because and I have I have some jokes that I like doing that are a bit more complex, but I do them in different parts of the world and people don't get it. I have this joke about like, um, uh, I used to date this girl and she was Russian. Her name is Natasha from Russia. And she was like, uh, we had to break up because she, she was like, you know, we can't do this comedy shit. I want long-term commitment, right? And I was like, now nah, we got to break up. And she was like, if you break up with me, I am going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. I was like, whoa, this bitch is crazy. So yeah. I took a couple days for a bot and then I went, I went and I broke up with her. Do you guys know what she did? She didn't kill herself. And I'm the one who can't commit. 
Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So believe it or not, that yeah. joke actually a lot of times falls flat in, in like uh, other parts of Europe. Yeah. Because even that particular play on words. Yeah. Is might be slightly too difficult to get for non-native speakers. It's interesting. It's very <clears throat> interesting. I find that the Germans actually gel quite well with the English, the British comedy, um, more yeah. than other. <clears throat> which kind of makes sense because our, our language is quite dramatic. Mm. Actually, you know, our yeah, royalty yeah. came from right. Germany, so. Right. That makes sense. I mean, I uh, yeah. haven't interacted that much. To be honest, I, you know, living living in Berlin, I don't interact that much with German people here. Like, who's the most German person I interact with on a day-to-day basis? Probably my housemate, Paul, but... It's, uh... <laughs> Someone we might know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that, like, hey, Paul, how's it going? I'm studying. Oh, okay, keep on studying. Yeah. Right? Well, you studying? Engineering. Oh, that's possible, right? You know? Uh, the other person that, that... The most German people that I interact with are... Who do I meet that's German on a day-to-day basis? Oh, I think Chris. Chris Doring from, like... Oh, Latin yeah. Country. But he doesn't do it in German, though, does he? Yeah, exactly. He and also, know. his style is... Yeah, it's not German, uh, right? No. Uh, other than it's, that, it's quite it's quite Jimmy Carr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other the people, the other people that I interact with that are German, mm, not Mondays is laughing spree or like Monday Night Mikes. You know, Carmen's German now, which is yeah again Lebanese German. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Tuesdays Mark is uh, my, English. Don't know he's English. Uh, what else on Tuesdays? We are not getting used. Everybody's American or British. Yeah. Um, a real show. Well, Dan is Australian, Gutierrez is Venezuelan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, Toby is German, but he's like, uh, uh, is like Pakistani German. Yes. Uh, who else? There was on Wednesdays. Eavesdrop is uh, Dio is Bulgarian, Paris Scottish. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it goes on, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, what else is Thursdays? Is um, what is Thursdays? Uh, uh, nameless. Nameless. Not yeah. actually been to there yet. Nameless, which is Tobias is Austrian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, is on Thursdays. Um, I'm not sure because a lot of them changed. Depends. Yeah. So what did I do last Thursday? I did. Must have been a showcase. Can't remember. But usually there's a couple other shows on Thursdays that basically the non-German runners, right? Fridays is Cosmic. Well, Cosmic is on Thursdays as well. Well, yeah. Yeah, Anna's show now is like the the big thing. It's happening on Fridays. Uh, Freaking Fridays. We get Mark or Oliver who runs it. Uh, on fire. I don't know if you. On fire. Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thursdays is a uh, sexiest Berlin yeah. thing, which is Tyrone and Daniel. Yeah, there's no German runners for the show, like except for Chris. There's no one German person running a show. That's true. There's Aufstadt on Sundays, but that's on break now by Henning. That's a very German uh, room. Have you done Is, is it? I thought that was a German show, though. Is it? <coughs> they have one English person. Okay. Every show. And it's a bit longer. So it's like 15. Okay. I've only done it once. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a very German room. They do German people. German, German, German. I'm like, and every time I watch German comedy, I'm like, I feel like they don't have the same... Uh... You mean German comedy in English? No, German comedy in German. I've watched oh, a couple okay, of shows. Right. And I usually, what I try to keep an eye out whenever I see German comedy is the laughs per minute. Okay. You know, how many... People, how much? Because that's like the main metric for comedy. It's like how many laughs from me that you're getting, right? Yeah. So then I watch and I'm like, okay, it's been three minutes. Nobody laughed. What the fuck's happening here? Because yeah. they're building like a build, build big, big story narrative. And I think that's one of the things that English comics do. Like when I came here, it was like people so obsessed, and still are about like what you said, like mm. how often they laugh in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. actually, it's quite normal for us to sort of just 
laugh. We like we find it funny, but we don't outrightly laugh. Right, right, right. right. Uh, it depends. Uh, I, I, so think... Don't, I don't think it's so much that you worry about. I think I think even the London city is getting a bit more influenced by uh, the whole last premiere kind of thing. Mm. Because I went there, uh, was it in April? And I did like a spot at Angel Comedy. Okay. And yeah, there was a lot of people doing like, there was a lot of last minute. Yeah. People doing a lot of jokes. Um, they were getting a lot of laughs. So I think there is an incentive to do that, but I guess it depends on the comedians as well. Yeah, the London scene is so, there's so many comedians, it's insane. More than here? Uh, in, like, yeah. Like it's like 10, 20 times more than here. Okay. Like maybe and it's not more. 10, 20 times bigger, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, so. there's, there's a lot of shows as well. But it's just there's more comedians because there's a higher financial incentive to be in comedy there. Yeah. Like here, <clears throat> there's almost little, like there's almost zero financial incentive to be in comedy because you're not making any money, right? Like a lot of comedians here don't make a lot of money, like any money. Like, mm. um, but in London, you can make money, like actual money. Yeah. Like you can do corporate gigs, you can do paid spots. Like some people just live out of comedy in London. Mm. They're being, they're, they're writers for the BBC, they're writers for like BBC Two, Free, whatever, Channel Four. Mm. Uh, yeah, last night I dropped by uh, Chris's show that he does in, sh- what the fuck is that, Charlottenburg? Charlottenburg. Uh, called Director's Cut. And there's this guy dropping by from the UK called Sitsin. Sitsing. And he was saying he was working on a show in the UK and for the past six months he was writing on it. And, you know, look at the look at the Fringe. Right? The, the oh, Edinburgh Fringe. The Edinburgh Fringe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of comedians. Most of them come out from London. There's a lot of, there's a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. A lot, yeah. You've done Edinburgh? I've just done two weeks last year. Okay. Uh, which I was there doing spots, but I'm not doing it this year. Because first of all, I couldn't get a room. Okay. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to pay to rent a room. Okay. But yeah, a lot of people do it. If I have a lot of fun, for me, I don't think it's worth that move. I think it's. I think for me, putting that one month of time into my own kind of. Because uh, again, a lot of people do it for the stage time to practice one hour, right? Right. Yeah. Whereas for you can me, do it every night, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. for me, I've kind of, I've kind of removed that problem by going around. So I don't need mm. to practice my one hour of the fringe. I can just practice it and get paid for doing it. In different cities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different audiences. And help, like, I can get more out of it. Whereas at the fringe, you have to stand out in the fucking pile of other comedians. But at least you don't have to travel so much. Yeah, that's also good. It's also good. But at the same time, you also the, 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 the fringe is intensive because you're doing shows. You're doing spots during the day. Then you're going to your show in the evening. Then you also have to flyer during yeah. the day to get people into the thing because it's not going to work with ads, Will right? people just not come? I keep hearing about the flying. Will, will no one come? Yeah, there's been situations where nobody... Because they, like, the, they have like the booklet, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's like... You, you have to have a good poster. Yeah. Like, the situation is people might not come. Yeah, no, I hear about that, but I was just... And you know what the funny thing I is? I know. The funny thing is because the, the, you get one hour in this room, right? Yeah. But then the person after you... And it's like, can be super demoralizing because let's say nobody comes for your show... But then the pers- the show after you, packed. <laughs> and you're walking out, and then there's fucking shit tons of people, and they're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh I guess it's me. <laughs> I wonder how many people, like, will just stay at that venue. Like, I wonder how the mentality of how people choose shows. Mm, some people do, yeah. Yeah. I-, I used to do that sometimes. I'll just hang around. Uh, but but the reality is some people actually do kind of look for the brochure and they kind of like map out which shows they want to see. That's how I think I would do it. I wouldn't yeah, be yeah. so influenced by a flyer. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, but, I've gone to some shows because of flyers. If I if the if, like the person looks interesting. I remember a while back, like you know, this crazy thing. I hadn't actually met Michael Hackett, but I got. You've never met him. I've never met Michael Hackett right. uh, at at the Fringe, but I, last year, 
I, I distinctly remember getting his flyers. Okay. Because there's this guy flyering for Michael Hackett. And then every... He gets someone else to do it for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can, you can pay them like 10, 15 euros an hour. You okay. have to pay them. You can't. Yeah. So, uh, oh. I mean, Michael Hackett makes enough money with his doctor gig. Oh, because he's a dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. But the point is, like, every flyer he had had like one of those dentist masks. <laughs> so I remember like it was a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember it, it was... It was he, had a, he had a good spot as well. It was like eight something. But I remember like I had to go to another thing. Yeah. So I couldn't go see it. But I, I, know, I was looking for the brochure and I saw some people that I went and saw on purpose because of the, uh, their fly or the description, and there was like I don't know I, I went and saw some guys and some some guys were really good and I went and saw some guys because of the, <clears throat> there's a lot of showcase shows going on. Yeah. And I went and saw some shows because of the showcases. Yeah. Like one of the guys that I saw was this guy called uh, John Hastings. Okay. I don't know if you know. Him. No. He's a Canadian guy. He's really good. People know him. Uh, in the scene, in the comedy world, but that's the thing is that comedy world can be very small. But he's and I was I was I was, I was so so surprised because I was like he was so good, but nobody knows him. And then I saw some in the way. I saw some of his videos online, and it doesn't translate into video. He's like I was watching. It's like well, it's not the same. Mm. Like when you watch him in person, it's like different. I think yeah. he has a different kind of aura and more. There's more crowd interaction. That's what it is. Yeah. But I remember like he was so good when I saw him. I went and saw his show like twice. Mm. It was really good. But and it was like a paid one as well. It's one of the few paid shows that I saw last year. <coughs> but yeah, I never seen him blow up. I follow him on Instagram and stuff and his stuff hasn't really kind of like exploded. And I was trying to figure out why the fuck is this guy still not massive? He's been doing comedy for like... I don't, I don't know. know, maybe his promotion? What, what, what? No, I guess it's the comedy just doesn't translate uh, off screen, uh, on screen. Yeah. His, his, his particular charm doesn't translate into on screen. It's very weird. There probably would be a way to make it translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't yeah. seen any of the, the jokes that he did on... Any, any of the jokes that he did... I haven't seen any of the jokes he did at the Fringe perform. Because I saw a couple of clips of him at the Melbourne Fringe. So, no, it's, it's a tricky thing, man, getting... Uh, Getting an audience and getting popular—it's very, very. Um, but for me, the the strategy has been like, you have to find a certain, you have to be somebody's guy. You know, you have to be somebody's uh, a guy or girl, whatever. You know, have to be somebody's representative. You have to be you have to, a particular, a particular sub, a particular section of the population has to identify with what you're saying. Yes. In order for it to gain traction, so that's why I started doing more Eastern European material. Do you think like um, that can like. Pigeonhole they you? pigeonhole you and you like I, you have stuff you <coughs> want to do but you're like well I have this character I was, I was think, and I was I'm about just that. not going to bother doing that I was thinking about that but that was like uh, I, I was thinking that's I'll worry about that problem once I have you know let's say if I build a big enough audience out of Eastern European uh, audiences uh, and you know people come into the shows from that area and then I'm like oh I feel like I'm limited but it hasn't caught on to that extent where okay. like where like everybody was like, oh, that's the East European guy, you know? But I'm, I'm building jokes that are not related to that. But I am aware of that as well. Something I don't want to be like, oh, he's the, he's the dick joke guy. Or he's the Eastern European. He's the Eastern European potato guy. Yeah, at the end, I'm kind of fine with that, you know? Yeah. There's enough Eastern Europeans that need representation. So, and I like talking about that as well, so it's not that bad. But I do, I don't want to be just, I want to experience writing jokes in different directions. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, the... If you do jokes of that particular 
for a particular part of the population that identifies you, they translate into more um, translate something. So, for example, for me, the difference is that they remember your jokes more, and they keep you in mind. And then they, whenever I do like uh, <coughs> a request for, please give me a review on Facebook, mm. they do it. That's and interesting. I, yeah. Yeah, they they they're more. They have more skill in the game. Uh, for example, when I used to do it for, uh, so I, I did a couple of experiments. I did shows by myself. And then I also did shows with other people on the show. So, for example, in Budapest, I had that Daniel and Justin came over to, to jump on the show. Okay. Because they combined it with like a holiday. They're like, yeah, we're going to be for the weekend. Why don't we kind of like open up? So, we did a show, and then I saw a distinct difference in the uh, drop in the amount of reviews that I got after the show from the audience. Because, like, at the situation where you do for too many people in one show, it dilutes your brand to some degree. Right, I was saying. So, you didn't see Drag Wars, you saw those comedians. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. then in that situation, people didn't have like a, an emotional connection with me. They had a good time, but they didn't remember me specifically. Mm. So then I decided to like do less shows with uh, big people, like a lot of people, just do them by myself or like maybe one person. That's how it works, you know? I don't know. We'll see how, how well that kind of holds up into the, this next round of shows. How long did it take you before you could felt like you could do an hour? Mm, how many years I've been doing it? You mean, or well, um, I mean, I the, the, the most difficult thing it takes it takes material. You need to have material for an hour. So that took me like about three years and a half to build. It took you three years to build One hour, an yeah. hour. Yeah. And how long have you been doing the hour for? Just 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 since like uh, December. December. Yeah. So I've been doing it for like what seven months. Yeah. And was it like after your studies? You're like, I, I want to do comedy. What What mm. was the? We mean studies or no? You did your degree? No, 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 no. I did that. There's like uh, in between, in between finishing my degree and, and starting comedy full time. There's like how many years? Like seven years. Seven years. But did you have it in the back of your mind that you? Like, I started doing it. I started doing it while doing my job because I was working in Singapore for a while. So my, my background is a bit basically. I was in Manchester for four years, and then I didn't want to do law, so I didn't want to do like a gap year. Mm. But I didn't have enough money for a gap year, so I did like a gap two months. Okay. Yeah, and then basically, because that's how much money I had, right? I think it's better because <coughs> if you have longer, you just end up not doing as much yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's nicer to have that intense. Yeah, so time. I ended up uh, traveling a bit. I went to like uh, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, Hong Kong, and then Japan, and I ran out of money in Japan. So I was like, fuck, I gotta go back to the UK. <laughs> uh, and I asked one of my friends, hey, can I sleep on your floor? Yeah. And they're like, oh, actually, there's this company that's hiring in Japan that I'm working for. You don't need to speak Japanese. Do you want to work in Japan? I was like, oh, yeah, why not? Okay. So then I ended up working as a headhunter in, in Tokyo. Okay. So I was doing basically, because only in English, which is like a very, it's a basically high, high pressure sales job. Yeah. Because every day what you're doing is effectively you're just calling people and asking them, do you want to change jobs? Do you want to change jobs? <laughs> hey, how about changing jobs to the company? Hey man, how do you feel about uh, you know, leaving your company and uh, joining this company? <laughs> you know, uh, forget about that uh, you know, security of a paycheck. You know, why don't you take some risks? So basically, it was just that. Like I can it. imagine you being good at that, though. Yeah, I got really good at it. <laughs> I got really good at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a very sales-heavy job. And that's why, like, now I have, like, less a bit of a... Uh, not as fussed about rejection. Like, someone said, send me shows and that kind of stuff. Sorry, what did you say not, about not rejection? Not as fussed about rejection. Cause, like, oh, rejection, right. Like, rejection on a day-to-day basis, right? Like, yeah. non-stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that for about three years, and then I ended up moving to Singapore, because I didn't want to live in Japan anymore. So in Singapore, I was basically working... It was still the region, but it's Singapore English-speaking. Then I started uh, working in sales there as well, for like a tech company. And then that's when I started company. I started a company, <coughs> which is about um, uh, 
yeah, I was out one night. I was just making some jokes, and one guy was like, "Hey, man, I'm you know I'm doing open mics here. You're kind of funny. You wanna do stand up comedy, open mic?" <laughs> so I was like, "You know what? I am kind of funny." And that's when you thought that as a thing. You never yeah, thought yeah, that yeah, really yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I did like stand up before. I was watching like Dave Chappelle yeah. stuff, and I went to a couple of shows, and uh, I was kind of playing around the idea, but it never kind of connected. Because I guess it's you know tough to get on stage, right? But uh, actually, yeah, I was in Japan. I went to a couple of open mics there, like at the Irish bars. Uh, and oddly enough, I went there one night where these guys were like trying to set up a show for this American comedian. And you know, I was like, hey man, this is an American comedian. Why don't you bring your friends over? He's like 10 euros. Just bring some friends, right? Yeah. We're trying to set up the show for this guy, you know. He's from the US. And the guy was Hannibal Buress. Okay. And if you know him. No. It's an American comedian. He's the guy that kind of um, started the whole Bill Cosby thing. Okay. Yeah, so he started doing jokes. Oh, Bill Cosby called me up to say, don't say, use curse words on stage. And I'm like, I don't take advice from rapists, man. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so he's, yeah, okay. so then I saw him, I saw this guy live and somebody, which is very interesting because I saw him and Eric Andre, which is not a comedian from the US. Like, but he's mo- more of an alternative slash, <clears throat> uh, he used to run a show, but it's basically like absurdist kind of like, rah, running at the stuff and, you know, pouring ranch on his head in front of a shop. It's more like okay. A, it's more like cabaret, I guess. No, it's, it's more. It's, no, it's more like. Uh, well, yeah, slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that show called where they were doing? Uh, where Stevo? You know Stevo? Stevo. Yeah, they, you know what uh, that was called. Where they were Jackass. Oh right, that's yeah, of course I know Jackass. Yeah, yeah that's where I know that name from. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I saw these guys, and I was pretty cool. But then I never actually ended up doing it. But when I was single, I was like, yeah, what the fuck, why not? Yeah. That's when I started doing it. And then yeah, I started doing it there. People were laughing. And again, I was trying to introduce like my culture to the people. And yeah, one of the first jokes that I did there, not the first one, but like, like third or fourth, was like, you know, I'm from Romania. Romania is kind of like the Malaysia of Europe. <laughs> and that's why I did it there. And then everybody started laughing. Yeah. Because everybody's racist uh, against Malaysians. Yeah. And then I, I changed that to here to Mexico. <coughs> the Mexico of... Europe. Europe. Yeah. Okay. And that's more easy. And again, it's simple to understand. It's like a very... It's a very simple analogy that people can kind of get. Yeah. Yeah. The same with like the other joke about like, you know, I ended up moving to... So that's actually where the Rajesh joke came from. The original format of the joke was like, and I came here to Singapore, people can't pronounce Singapore. Can't, can't say Dragos in Singapore. Okay. So I have to change my name something a bit more Singaporean. Yeah. So my name is now Rajesh. Rajesh. And then the highest, the basically the... the um, the ethnic groups in Singapore are like Chinese, the biggest one. Right. Like 60%. No, actually, it was like 50% or whatever. And then Indians are like 30%. Okay, yeah. And there's a bit of like <coughs> discrimination slash, you know, people talking shit all the whole time. Yeah. And then that was the joke that kind of made stuff click. I was like, holy shit, why? Because I, like, I couldn't understand. I, I thought it was funny. Mm. But I didn't understand why was it so funny. I, well, I think uh, I hear over and over again that comedy is about, like, you, you present something that's like, oh, mm. we, we shouldn't be making fun of that, and then you make it okay to laugh yeah. about that, and it's like this release. And I think that's what, like, I love about comedians, you know, they don't do it with other art forms. It's like, you know, if, it's like if you go out and scream, it's right. like, oh, see, like, if you feel lighter, that's what mm. comedy should do. And obviously for different people, it does different things. Like, some people you know they might go to a comedy show and they feel more stressed because they don't mm-hmm. know what they've heard yeah exactly. So, so you know but that's why i feel like the point that's why people see comedians because they want right. to feel less stressed yeah and it's, it's you it's know a good, it's a good it's a good effort man i think it's getting more people getting more into it and i think one of the other things why things have been going well in europe for my shows has been that 
you know, there's a lot of shows on that people. A lot of people watch Netflix. They do, yeah. And one of the things about Central Europe, Eastern Europe, Northern Europe, whatever, is that if you understand English enough to have Netflix yeah. or to watch stuff on Netflix, you're probably middle class or upper middle class. So this is the the thing in. So working class, or I don't know if you say working class. We can say European, working class. Doesn't matter. But no, I just don't know. I wasn't sure if it relates, but um, they don't really know English. Yes, exactly. So they can't get it. So, so, so in that situation, in, in that situation, what happens is in Eastern, Central, Northern, whatever Europe it is, uh, if the people see stand-up more as a, let's say, higher art form. Just because they can't understand it. Just yeah, just yeah. because just because they you know they think it's um, they say I'm on Netflix. They see they know English, mm. so that's why they react very violent. They they don't really like like all these other places around the world. They don't really react well to like dick jokes mm. or like vulgar comedy. Because they consider that they consider they, them going to a stand-up comedy show in their particular small city is kind of like going to the opera. That's interesting. Yeah, because so, there are art scenes that look down on comedy. They're like, oh, it's yeah, not highbrow it, it, enough. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, we want contemporary dance. And I just exactly. think it's just it's just stupid, like this whole sort of hierarchy of art. And and it's true, like and you know, you and, know, you know and it's it's in, in the UK. Um, yeah, if you go to shows, like if you go to the UK to a show, you will have people from all walks of life. You will have people that work on the pier. You will have people that work yeah. in the bar. You will have people that are like hairdressers, whatever, right? doesn't mean that uh, there's anything wrong with that or something of the sorts. But it just means that everybody can enjoy it. So you have to write jokes for everybody, right? Yeah. You will not find those people in uh, comedy shows around Europe because they probably don't speak English. Mm. So would you do um, <coughs> shows in, your, uh, in Romanian? So that you can get to that audience that I mean, there's, there hasn't been a hasn't been a particular high enough incentive for me to do it. I've never done it in Romanian. I'm actually going back at the end of the month, August, to do something in Romanian for the first time. It like in Romanian language yeah, or yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so that's your curious. first time. Yeah. Oh well, I hope so that goes well. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try to. I need to okay, I've been setting a reminder to practice, but it hasn't been going well so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll be curious to see how that works. So that might be end up. Terribly, but well, I mean, well, that's, that's, there's no there's no bad publicity, right? Even we'll if see. it's bad, it's, it's an you know it's an experience you can learn from it. Like yeah. I said, learning why some people don't like English comedians, so I can then work out how to make it not so in mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's useful to know. Yeah, and then we'll see how it goes, right? I mean, I'm pretty in, excited about it. We'll see how how it works out. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't want to do comedy in English. Other, so my focus is. <coughs> English comedy than Romanian comedy. Yeah. And you know, there's plenty of guys that are extremely successful in Romania with Romanian comedy. There's a market for that. They got like, it's insane. Like, stand up in Romania is so big at the moment. They have like three full time clubs in Bucharest. Okay. Three full time clubs are like 300 people clubs for Romanian stand up. And they even have a TV program called, which is like, uh, America's Got Talent only for stand up. It's like Romania's Got Talent only for stand up. Americans got stand up. Yeah, yeah, it's Romanians got. Stand-up. Oh, Romanians got stand up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's that's what it'd be. Yeah. And only for stand up. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty. But cool. it's in Romanian language. <clears throat> only in Romanian language, yeah. That's cool because it shouldn't be class. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think art should be classes. No, I agree. I agree, and I think any... I think, and it's not it's not the case in the U.S. Right? Like, for example, in the U.S., it's not classes. Everybody can partake. It's just that English comedy has a barrier of entry, which is the English language. You yeah. have to know English to get English comedy. Yeah, and no, I can understand. But even but there, there's not even just that. Like it's people, you know, like oh, you 
I remember trying to do like art projects and it's like, oh, do you have a degree in art? It was like, oh, yes. oh, I like your idea, but you don't have a degree. And it's like, I should just lie. That's, that's, that's retarded. I think this whole degree you know, thing is bullshit. Yeah, so. Because you have more people that are doing more stuff without degrees than you. You just put yeah. in the work, right? You could spend that time definitely just doing it and yeah. probably be better off. Exactly, exactly. I completely agree. Like I think Financially. I agree. I agree. You know, that's definitely especially now, like the rise of podcasts and online yeah. learning. If you, if you want to learn, there's, there's different avenues to learn. And it's never been easier to learn something. I guess it's a bit lonely. Like some people like direction, don't they? They like to have a teacher that goes. This, yeah, this is support. what you need to work on. Yeah. This is what you the need to do more of. Whereas this is kind of like I, I don't know. I have to work out myself. But I think yeah. that's what's fun about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's different people have different learning styles. Um, stressful though. Yeah. And uh, I think you mentioned most of your shows you do. You mentioned the sexy. That's the sexy voice. voices. That's on the eighth of August. Yeah. Uh, you talked about about your uh, one hour show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, thinking of doing one hour tryout before I set that back out, but I'm not sure exactly. Because I have the first show that I have to do in September. I gotta go to Prague on uh, the 4th of September to do my one yeah. hour there at this Irish bar. Uh, it's pretty good. Last time we were sold, sold out, there's like 60 people. Yeah. That's how much it could get. So it's enough. You know, yeah. It covers the expense and you get a bit money after. Uh, and then, yeah, Roast Battle. Roast Battle. I was gonna uh, say that next. Yeah, next Saturday we're doing it at Anna's venue, the, the Donor Comedy Place. Yeah, on Zonanelli. Yeah, exactly, Zonanelli. That's a nice a kebab shop, guys. Come do you know who you have up yet? Now I'm gonna do the lineup. Okay. Tonight. So yeah, yeah. we need more people sign up. You want to sign up? I don't know. Like, <coughs> uh, you I, don't want to get roasted? No, no. I would. I actually, I have this thing where if someone wants to roast me, I'm fine with that. But I just like. You don't want to throw it back. No, no, no. It's more like getting to the the time of getting to know someone to the point. Like if it's someone I already know. Yeah, we have I don't to do mind. basically this time around we're doing so, a different format. So it's like everybody has one one roast for each person on the panel. Each person yeah. has a thing, so you have to do oh, that's one interesting. for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find something me to say about one each person in the scene. I don't know, I don't know the scene that well. Right. I have to feel like, every time I'm like, I, I never met that person. Yeah, there's a lot of people I coming. I can do it on their looks. But there's a lot of people coming up now, especially like... I like the, to make it very personal. Right. I think, yeah, I think Caroline's, so, uh, Caroline's show has been, Caroline's uh, class has been quite popular. Yeah. There's more comedians moving into the scene. Yeah, I, I don't know, I just... Uh, but, you know, Socially, yeah. I sort of like sometimes I go into it more, and then I'm like, oh, I want to do my own thing. And right, yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. So. Cool. Anything else you want to go over? Or? Mm, I don't think so. I think that's everything. All right. Well, thanks yeah. a lot for having me on the podcast. Cool. And uh, catch you uh, next time. Yes. Yo, listen to my podcast. Yeah. This listen. yes. Yeah, the... check out my podcast. It's called the Labrador Energy Podcast. I, I I do it weekly, and I think I might do it bi-weekly if I get more people. But we'll see. That's pretty much it. All I got to plug. Did you um? Do you have a central point to like find all your stuff? The the listeners. Yeah. Like yeah. I basically, I've started posting. I have it on Airbnb as an experience there. Uh, this is Airbnb experience where you can yeah. stuff. And then I, I just posted in the expat groups. I'm like, hey guys, I'm doing this podcast. Who wants okay. To do you have like a central website or page? No, no, everything's from my Facebook. Okay. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. The okay. Energy Podcast. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> but I don't have a website yet. I just keep the... Uh, you can go to dragoshcomedy.com, but that's yeah. just the sign up for for mailing list. Okay. And then just, uh, yeah, Labrador Energy Podcast on Spotify, Dragosh Comedy on Instagram, and Dragosh Christian Comedy on Facebook. Okay, cool. That's it? Cool. Okay, then. All right, peace Bye. out. Bye. Bye. Nose of Wax every Tuesday. Nose of Wax. Bye for now. Yeah. You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com.